closing off this, this month, it's going to say dream again. Dream. And we've been talking about this month, I'm talking about fixing ourselves and getting ourselves ready, preparing ourselves and, and letting God deal with issues in our life. And I want to minister on to this morning on dream again, some assembly required. Come on somebody, amen. Some assembly required. Amen. Is everything okay, my mic? I got a lot of echo here. Praise the Lord. Amen. What, what, what happens is we rent the church to the Koreans, and when we come in, everything's messed up. We got to fix it every Sunday morning. Come on, amen. Testing, testing, amen. Come ask me that quarter of the mic. Is the Lord, oh, hello, son. There you go. I sound like a man now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I, I, wanna, I want you to grab one of us to pray really quick this morning. Father, we want to just thank you this morning, God, for your presence that's in this house. Lord, I just pray that you would just speak to us, Father God, and allow your anointing to move, God. Lord, your worship and your praise that's within this house, God, we thank you. Thank you for God's people, Lord. I pray that we would just grab a hold of everything you have for us this morning, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. Lord, the monitors, praise the Lord. You know, as we look through our life, you know, I don't know about you, but when we get saved, I got saved about 20 some years ago, and I gave my life to the Lord. And when I got saved, people told me so many stories and told me so many things. They told me, amen, it's going to get better and things are going to work out. You're never going to have no more problems. Hello, somebody. Everything could be, it wasn't like a better roses. It was, it was a dream that was given to me, like the American dream. And it was almost given like, there was a lot of dreams that people had in this, in this world that, that has caused us to have what we have today. And when I got saved, they told me all these things. And, and I began to believe, amen, in great things. And I began to believe again. And I began to dream again. And I began to believe in God for great things. But what happened is I didn't know that I was going to have to work for it. I didn't know that I was going to have to fix some things. Someone say, fix some things. I, I, I thought everything was going to, the picture was given to me. I thought everything was going to be fine. Just like this real quick. Bring this, bring this, the first one, the big one. You see this picture here? And, and oh, hold it up right there. You see this? And, and when you buy the box, you see the picture. And this is what you expect on the inside, right or wrong? You, you, you expect that on the inside when you open the box. And all of a sudden you open up the box. And turn it upside down. And this is what you get. You, you, you're, you're getting all these parts. You're getting all these things. But you thought, listen carefully, you thought it was going to come assembled. But in reality, you had to put some things together. Everybody with me so far? What the, I think, bring me the other box really quick. You look at it and you say, man, i got to start here. And there's some... Things that are needed to put this stuff together. And all of a sudden you, you, you get a, a puzzle and they show you the picture the puzzle is supposed to look like. And all of a sudden you, you open up the puzzle. And all of a sudden on the inside there's a bag full of pieces. And it doesn't look nothing like the box. It don't look nothing like the box. You expected everything to look just like that box. In reality, it didn't. Because some say there's some assembly required. Some say it takes work. Some say it takes effort. 
So a lot of times God will give you a dream. God will give you a dream. Different words have been God will speak to you. God will give you. God will give you a dream, a vision, a purpose. Sometimes it's not as difficult as the other ones. Sometimes the dream comes together and you go like, "Wow, it wasn't as bad as they said." But in reality, if you started growing, and God begins to show you more for your life, and all of a sudden, like, "My God!" God says, "Don't worry. We're going to put this together." Come on, I want to put this together. I want to work with you. But some assembly required. There's some stuff that we're going to have to do, church, if we want to see our vision. There's some stuff we have to do if we want to see our dream. If we want to see the purpose that God has for us. There's things that we need to do, which is called assembly. And here are just a few of them, amen? If we're going to see the dream that God has for us, number one, we're going to have to Assemble our minds. I'm going to say minds. You know, in, in Romans chapter 12, I'm going to Romans chapter 12 with me. Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12 verse 2, says these words. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is. His good, pleasant, and perfect will. Wow. That's, 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 that's the simplicity of assembling our mind. We, we get saved and, and all of a sudden our, our mind, uh, we get saved, but our mind doesn't. Our mind is polluted. Our, our mind is, has all these weird things in it. Our mind is lying to us. Our, our mind is deceiving us. and Our mind is putting all these misconceptions in us. And our mind is telling us all these things that it should be like this, but it ended up like this. So something is wrong. God, something's wrong with you, God. God, something's wrong with the purpose and the dream you gave me. He says, no, 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 nothing's wrong with it. Because whatever comes from God is holy. Come on, amen. He's telling us your mind has been conformed to this world for so long. You think carnal. You think fleshly. Your thoughts aren't like that. He says, our thoughts are not his thoughts. And he's trying to get us to begin to assemble our mind that's so scattered. He says, if you want to dream again, let's get your mind in order. Come on, somebody. Amen. We need to renew our minds. Somebody say renew. How many remember back days you get the, VH, the VHS? And when you're going to record that VHS, you would put some, you would, you, would, you would have the little things inside of it, then you record over it, over again, over again, over again. And God says, we need to record over your minds. That's God saying, because I need to record over your minds. Here, record over your thoughts. And here, record over all the lies and hurts that are in your mind. Your mind is telling you something. Your mind is saying all this stuff to you. And God says, that's why you can't dream again. That's why you can't believe again. That's why you can't trust again. That's why you can't rely again. That's why you can't conform. Now listen to this. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. The world has a pattern. Can I give you guys a pattern really quick? 
Go to church? Do good? Slow down? Stop coming? Go back to the same thing? Get all messed up? You say, I'm going to go back to church? <laughs> and you start cleaning up again? Start doing okay again? Start doing all right again? But then it gets hard again? Start going to church again? Start messing around again? It's going to say pattern. Has anybody ever seen that pattern in your life before? Somebody tells you something, you don't like it. You get mad. You get angry. So you don't talk to them no more. So you feel frustrated. So you're mad. And you forgive them. And you get mad again. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. And he's telling us the world has a pattern. The devil has been playing the same games from the beginning. Deceiving. Deception. Lying. Misconception. Making you feel... See, if you complain with your mind, he complains with your feelings. He plays tricks on, on us and tells us a lot of things in our minds. Amen. I, I love this, and I want, I want you to hear this really quick. Really I think it's It always feels like somebody is watching me. Or is it just a dream? Your mind will make you feel like someone's watching. Your, your mind will play tricks on you. Your, your mind will, will begin to lie to you and talk so good that it believes its own lie. How many of you have lied to your mind? Your mind lied to you. Anybody here? I want to know the truth because we're going to go somewhere and, I, and it's going to take time to get there. But I need you to understand that, that our minds need to be renewed. We can't come in thinking carnal and try to be spiritual. You can't be a tough guy in church. You're in the wrong place to be a tough guy. Hello. You can't be a crazy hind in the church. You're in the wrong place. Hello, somebody. This is not a pickup bar. Hello, somebody. You want to be crazy? Go back to the streets. Go back to the neighborhood. Amen. Go back to the bars. Go, go be crazy over there. Amen. But the church, and I need you to hear this today, the mind makes all these weird things on us and it tells us weird stuff. That's why he says, renew the mind. Renew that mind. Get that mind in order. Tell your neighbor, renew your mind. Tell your other neighbor, renew your mind. We got the mind in order, just a little thoughts of the mind. Let's jump to the heart. Some say the heart. You know that there's one guy only in this world that lives without a heart. Not a pacemaker, not a, a pig heart. He has no heart. These two scientists in Texas created a, 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 heart, a, a system, not even a heart, it's a system that helps flow the blood. Because you can't live without a heart. There was one guy who lived without a heart for six months. But there's other guy who, who, who has, he has no heart and he lives without no heart. Two doctors did it. He has no pulse. And the blood is flowing just through him. The blood is flowing through him. When I looked at that guy, I was like, oh my God. Sometimes we want to get saved and have no heart. We get saved and we have no heart. We don't care about nothing but ourselves. We're going to get deliverance. You're going to get saved today. You're going to either get delivered or get touched today or you're going to leave the same. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm going to preach my message anyway. The Bible says, amen, uh, in, in, in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, says, the heart is deceitful above all things 
and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward, to reward, to reward each person according to their conduct. According to what their deeds deserve. Man, it's not about you being saved, about you being delivered. It's the heart. He says at times, you don't see your purpose and your vision. It's your heart. Your heart is lying to you. It's deceiving you. It's telling you all these things. And you cannot see what God has for you. And it's causing you to be deceived. Hmm. Some of us really have small hearts. You know what the smallest heart is? It's a chicken, a chicken heart. One of these small hearts, one of the small hearts, it's a little chicken heart. So because I've been chicken heart. It's a little heart like this. I don't know, I used to go to this place in, 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 in Asusa out there, Chuscaria. Oh man, we used to have chicken hearts like that. And I see how small the heart was. Oh my God. I don't want my heart that small. There's no more, not a lot of room. Everybody with me so far? God wants to enlarge our hearts. God wants to enlarge our hearts. He wants to enlarge our hearts for our marriage. He wants to enlarge our hearts for our children. He wants to enlarge our hearts for the dream. Come on. He wants to enlarge our hearts to touch people, to love people, to help people, to care for people. He's saying that we need to understand, we need to assemble our heart. Amen. We need to assemble our heart. Our heart, church, can't be out there. Can't be out there. Heart, church. And our hearts does stuff, and, and our hearts lie to us. Our hearts calls us to act a certain way, do certain things. And because we do, we say stuff and do stuff. And really, we don't want to, but then it's too late because it's in our heart. People ever heard that expression? It says, well, God knows my heart. Well, that's the problem. He knows your heart. <laughs> but God knows my heart. Yeah, but he knows all the evil and all the bad stuff. And then when he pays us for our conduct, we get mad. I'm gonna, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to get paid for my conduct. Because if I could be serious with myself, I, I've, I've not connected myself perfect. Amen. You know, sometimes we want justice. I want justice. You know, it's not right. Believe me, if God would give you what was right to you, huh, hello, somebody. Amen. Ooh. Church. God is concerned about our hearts. Our heart is in the dream. Listen, 12 years ago, the Lord's plan sending me out. And I said, God, I want to love people, but I don't know how. And I was already saved 10 years. I cared about people, wanted to help people. Say, God, but you have to do something. God said, so God said, I'm going to enlarge your heart. I'm going to enlarge territory inside you so you can understand. I need your dream to come together, but I need you with a better heart, a bigger heart. He said, I need, to, need you to learn how to love your wife and love your children and love the church. And I begin to understand that and begin to know that. And all of a sudden, when he began to work on me, the dream began to grow. 
the vision begins to grow. Sometimes the reason why things don't grow in your life is because you're not allowing yourself to grow. You're not allowing your heart to grow. Your heart will deceive you. It'll tell you you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. It's everybody else. Everybody else is wrong. No? Okay. I don't need your clap. Just listen. I'm good with it. Your heart will tell you it's her. It's her. It's him. It's her. It's him. It's her. It's her and her and her and her and him and him and her and her. But not me. God forbid it be me. Because if it was me, you know, you know I'll fix myself. You know me, you, babe. You know me, babe. You know, you know, you know. I was married to my wife all these years, and all of a sudden, I didn't know how much of a jerk I was. I don't need none of your husbands. Don't record that, brother. Put that on now. I'm just kidding. I didn't know how bad I was until one day, a couple years into our marriage, maybe five, six years. She goes, she says, "Babe, you know you're a jerk." Me? No, not me. Yeah, you. Oh man, and I never forget that day. And I'll say, "Oh man, I need to turn fixing the way I treat her." My heart's going to show it. I need to value her. I need to respect her. I can't denigrate her. My heart will. Amen. We're getting to the month of love. You better be. You better love on your wife. I had to learn to enlarge my heart for a lot of different areas. Some of us, we think we have a large heart. It's funny how we can love on a waiter and a waitress and respect them. Nobody's going to talk to everybody else, but not your own spouse. We're not even in the marriage thing yet. We're going to have two to this year, two this month. Amen. Something's wrong with our heart. And woman, if you don't want it, that's fine. Don't worry. Then you keep your man the way he is. But I don't want to be like that. I don't want my wife to be like that. Come on, somebody. I want our hearts to grow. I want our hearts to be enlarged. And so the Bible says, who can understand it? I, the Lord. God understands our heart. God knows our heart. God knows the stuff we were involved in, the stuff we were doing. And he knows how jacked up our heart was. So he says, when you come to me, and you allow yourself to come to me, and you, you get to get a hold of me, and you grab a hold of me, we'll begin to assemble kindness, patience, love, endurance, compassion, gentleness. I'll, I'll, I'll assemble this, and I'll make your heart out of all these words. And you'll have a heart that can function like the heart you're called to have. He said, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind. Because when your mind is playing tricks on you, that's what we started with the mind. When your mind gets weird, your heart gets weird. So if you get to renew your heart, your heart will get fixed and your heart will, will begin to change. And all of a sudden, everything begins to change. This Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says this, Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. God, everything that we do flows from our heart. What we say, what we do, what we give, what we stand for, everything flows from our heart. What is flowing from your heart? What are you giving out? What are you trusting God with? Because your heart is going to expose us. Your heart will expose you. That's what we need to guard it. 
We need to guard it from the lies. Guard it from the junk. Guard it from all the fornication and all these sexual lies that come on TV and all over the computers. We have to guard ourselves. Because if you don't, it'll get in you and pervert you and mess you up. And then the very thing you're supposed to take care of, you don't. We have to guard. Someone say guard. I love those guards that stand right there in England and they're still right there and before the palace right there and, and they don't move. They're right there. Bam. They're on guard. They're on guard. They're, they're, getting, they're going through all these changes, but they're on guard. When you are not on guard, you get, you get busted. You're not on guard, you get robbed. I don't know about you, but I've been robbed too much. The devil has robbed me of too much. I'm no I'm going to be on guard. Come on, somebody. I'm going to guard my heart. I'm not going to let this lie come to me. I'm going to let the deception take over. Some say, no more. No more. See, God is saying, enlarge your heart. You have to assemble these parts of your life, church. Gentleness. Kindness. Patience. Long-suffering. Everybody with me so far? You have to assemble these into your heart. See, the saddest thing to do is to be saved and to be mean. I hate mean Christians. I'm sorry. I can't. It's like, what do you want? Kindness should be wrapped in your heart. You should be kind, not only to the ones you love, but to everybody. That spirit of kindness should overtake you has to be on your heart. We have to be a kind church, an approachable church, a loving church. Amen. Loving people. Loving people, church. Amen. Let me hit the third thing that we need to assemble. Someone say, my faith. My faith. In James chapter 2, verse 14, says this. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and dissolute of daily food, and no one of you say to them, depart in peace. Excuse me, one of you say to them, depart in peace. He warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which you are needed for the body. What does it profit? Verse 17. Thus also faith by itself, it does not have works, is dead. Mm. A lot of people have faith and I have faith, I have faith. Well, I believe and I have faith and I believe. And that's, it's a common easy word to say, but it's not easy to do. Amen. Having it is one thing, but doing it is a whole different story. We need to learn to, some say, step out in faith. Some say, work your faith. We have to learn to work our faith. God has given all of us a measure of faith. He says, if you want your dream to work, the dream that God has put in you, the dream to have a, a better marriage, a dream to have a better life, a dream to, to preach, a dream to do whatever he goes, you have to have the faith and work it. People are always telling me, Angie, how did you do that? How did you do it? By faith. And I just trusted God. Everything I've ever done, it has been by faith. I've just done it. Just done it. People thought I was crazy. Knocking down walls, uh, tearing stuff up, uh, ripping things out. I just do it. I just trust God. 
Then I asked mom, do we have money? She goes, no, go, praise God, let's do it. And we have done what we've done by faith. When we bought this building, it was by faith. They didn't want, they, they, we, we, we had our finances and then, and then the loan, they didn't want to give us a loan. I told them, we weren't going to get the loan by faith. They gave it to us, but they didn't want to give us a second loan. I said, we're going to get it anyways. And everything worked out in our benefit. And they ended up sending us $40,000 back check. Oh, you don't hear me though. I told my wife, I told me, well, how are you going to do this? And how are you going to do that, babe? babe? And I said, babe, hold on. God knows what he does. Just do it. Let's just do it. They sent a big old check back. Man, they said, we overcharged you. We overcharged you. And then the, the, the four square pastor came and said, you know what? District said, you want to give you also an extra 25 grand. You got to understand, when you move by faith, God will take care of you. We need to begin to assemble our faith. How do we assemble our faith? It's going to take stepping out. Stepping out of your comfortable zone. Well, I'm comfortable right here. You know, I'm fine, you know. You know, I, you know, I do a little two-step. But I don't want to, you know, do the waltz. I don't want to learn how to do all this other stuff or do all these, the, the salsa. I don't want, you know, I'm good with just a little, you know. It's a thin line. I, don't, I can't sing, but I try some once in a while. I'm okay with this, but I don't want to do too much. I don't want to, you know, I got faith, but no, that butt's got to go. Come on, so that, that butt's got to go. And, and it's going to take us to, to, to begin to step out of our faith, step out of our comfortable zone. And really rely. When, when, when Joseph and Caleb, Caleb was following the Lord, the Bible said it full heartedly. The word heartedly in the Greek means without gap. There was no gap. There was no doubt. He had faith all the way to his old age. And even when he got to that old age, he says, you're going, God, you're still going to give me that mountain. And he still stepped out in faith. Church, we need to follow him wholeheartedly without letting something distract us. We get distractions in our faith. And he wants us to not allow the distractions to destroy us. So the Bible says, faith, without faith, our works is dead. Amen. And also the Bible says this, I love what the Bible says, without faith is impossible to please him. Now, not faith in the substance, but the faith of the action. He wants us to begin to work that action. Say, work it. When I work, 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 work. Hello, that's how I'm going. Work, 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 work. Oh. I don't know what's going on today, but something's going on today. We're going to have to work that faith. Church, we're going to have to work that faith and, 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 and step out. Yes, it's going to hurt, church. This year, get out of your faith. Come on, step out in your faith. You, come on. You're going to, you're going to, what? Uh, you didn't die. Uh, you, oh, you're still alive. You're going to have to say, God, okay, I'm going to trust you a little bit more. I'm going to step out a little bit. The floor is not going to sink. There's not a sinkhole in front of you. Your faith is going to take you places you've never been if you begin to If you begin, not only church say, you know what, okay, I'm hearing faith comes by hearing, by the word of God. And yes, you're here, but what about... What about the part where you buy all the diet pills and all the diet supplements and you put them in the drawer and you don't use them? They didn't work. No, you didn't use them. 
I should know. I start on Sunday and I end on Monday. Hallelujah. We have to Our faith needs to be working. Our faith, when you begin to work, it creates things that happen. When you begin to trust your faith, it creates things for you. The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please. But the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. I want you to see that really quick. I don't want to just quote it, but I want you to see how, how, how faith begins to develop substance. Faith begins to develop things out of nothing into something. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Wow. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the word, the worlds were framed by the words of God, so that the things which are seen are made of things which are See, what we have now, what we're living on now, if the Bible says in Genesis that God said by faith, he spoke and things were created. Our faith, when you trust God and you walk on God, begins to create things. It begins to create a better life for you. Your dream begins to evolve. Your dream begins to grow because you're walking in faith. Because he says, faith without works is dead. It's dead. I don't know about you, but I don't know how many times I've killed great things. By not having faith, by not trusting, by not relying, by not stepping out. And I lost an opportunity. See, when things come to you, it's an opportunity to use your faith. Opportunity to trust God. Church, unless I get down here and begin to put these things together, they're going to just stay a dream. They're going to stay a vision, a purpose, but it won't be a fulfilled dream. It won't be a fulfilled purpose. A fulfilled vision. I, I can have all the parts. I can have all the elements. I can have my mind going. and I can have my, my heart going. I can get my faith going. But unless I begin to put them together, collaborate with them, work together, I won't see the picture. I can miss out true dream on my full purpose why? because I didn't want to assemble some stuff some assembly required some work required some getting down some getting out of my comfort some getting some things I don't have I'll get to that right now let me finish one more thing some say it's going to take some say my tongue Oh, Jesus. James chapter 3. Go to James chapter 3. I love, I love James. James is just a great book. James chapter 3 verse 2. Says this. For as we all stumble in many things, if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bright his whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us. And we turn their whole body. Look also, a ship, although they are so large and are driven by furious winds, they are turned by a very small rubber, whether the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue 
is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles? My God. The tongue. The tongue, church. If we don't assemble, control it, put it in its place, it will create forest fires. It will create damage. It can tear down. It can build up. It's so powerful. And when we weren't saved and when we were out there, you knew let me tell you, I tell people, some of the women are so powerful. I preached a message a couple of years ago. Remember that one I preached? The power of a woman. The woman has so much power in her tongue. She can make a man look good or a man look stupid. Oh, you don't hear me, though. You don't, you don't, hear, you don't hear me, though. She can, she can honor you and she can just bam. She can build you and she can tear you down. Did a whole series on the power of a woman. How powerful they are. Even you might not think that women are powerful. There's a lot of powerful women in the Bible. Powerful mothers. Powerful ministers. Powerful. So, I, so the tongue is powerful. And a woman can cut you in a minute. She's like, huh, just that, just that, that. You know, guys, I was doing this and doing it. Ha, babe. I don't think so. Oh. She's waiting for a confirmation. She's like, uh, you're lying. There was this preacher that he used to preach years ago. He tell his wife, huh? He'd be like, she'd be like, no. My wife told me, my wife told me, she goes, she told me, she goes, imagine if I would say that. I said, don't you ever say that. I love you, babe. 